Hello everyone, this is Jennifer coming to you live from Conversations in Conscious Change. A couple of weeks back, uh, we had Sandy Ritz-Saxena joining us and uh, she actually mentioned before she left that she actually deals with people to empower them to be financially independent and free. So by popular demand, Sandy Ritz-Saxena is back in our studios and here to share with us what actually is being financially free and independent. So welcome once again, Sandy. It's a pleasure to have you on our show. And we're going to be talking today to you about and asking you and picking your brains on how to be financially fit and independent and free. So take it away. Wow, that's a wonderful introduction and thank you so much for having me back on your show. I didn't realize I was that popular. Well, you mentioned last time that you're the queen, so I guess popularity is in the stream. Oh, wow, yeah, that's wonderful. It's out there. I'm putting it out there all the time. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so we're back talking about my favorite subject, mm. and that's financial independence, yep. financial empowerment, and being financially fit. I like that. Okay, but again, how does someone truly become financially fit? I mean, we're inundated with information on, on the net. How to become rich, how to become financially free, how to become independent. But where does one actually start with some pertinent, simplistic information that will help us to change our financial realities. That's what it is that I would like to pick your brains on today, Sandy. So would you share with us, where does it all start? And how does one actually find the right method or terminology or information to truly become and to start? This is for people who haven't yet started becoming financially independent who do not know what it means because people are bombarded with all kinds of information that doesn't take them anywhere and they're all confused. So I'm hoping today that all of this confusion is going to be sorted out by your, your approach because I find your approach to be quite fascinating. I like to keep things pretty simple and straightforward to start with. And the first thing I'd like to say to all our listeners is you don't have to be an MBA in finance. You don't have to be an expert financial analyst. You don't need to be a chartered accountant. You don't need to be any of those things to be financially independent. So that's, I think, good news to a lot of us. Because somewhere in the back of our minds, we feel that if we haven't been qualified or haven't been educated in anything to do with calculations and spreadsheets and uh, analysis and all these things, we are not capable of managing our money and achieving financial independence. So let's put away all those things and get down to the basics because this is really very basic. And the most basic thing for us to remember is that money is our companion from the day we are born till the day that we die. Okay. And so the most important thing I would say 
is what is our individual relationship with and to money. Now that day is extremely interesting to me because I work with people about relationships and relationship with money happens to be one of them. So please carry on, Sandy. This is exciting. Okay, so when we talk about relationships and we talk about uh, what should we be doing with our money, how, etc., I'd like to focus our attention on the fact that when we are talking about uh, achieving something in life, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I think a lot of us have attended so many motivational uh, programs and we have mentors and everybody talks about having a goal, having a purpose, working towards that purpose, etc. So my thing is, what is your purpose as far as money is concerned? Okay, so money is the goal, and what is your purpose in achieving that goal? Okay, Sandy, uh, I'm going to ask a question over here. Um, regarding relationships with money, we may have a purpose, and we may have a goal, and we may have all the aspirations to, you know, to achieve that. But I have one question. If the relationship with money is not something that we are conducive with, or we have uh, not experienced having money or being rich or whatever, then it almost seems, and I work with people, it almost seems like, you know, we're just talking in the wind. So we may be asking or, or have a goal to receive or achieve money or financial freedom, but somewhere the underlying story is a bit weird and we somehow don't believe that we can actually receive money. Yeah, or be financially independent for that matter. Okay, cool. So what are your views on that? Okay, so uh, before I start giving my views on this, I'd like all our listeners to do something. And this includes you as well, Jennifer. Okay. All right, so I would like you to close your eyes. And I want you to feel when in, in relationship to money, does it feel more? Or does it feel less? What's the color of money? What does it feel like when you touch it? Is it a good feeling? Is it a rich feeling? Is it a happy feeling? Is it a secure feeling? What exactly it is? So when you look at those things, we are now looking at our relationship to money as we look at a relationship with someone that we love or someone that we don't love. Mm -hmm. And all that stems from our money messages that we receive as children. Now, I think you know a lot about that, mm -hmm. about the emotions that go into money and also the emotions that go into all the things that we hear and absorb as children. Yeah. And it actually starts, you're very right, rightfully said that, it actually starts when you are in the womb of, of mum. And if mom and dad are having a conversation and it's related to money or not having money or lack of money, guess when you're picking it up, when you're in there. So, yes, the money messages are very, very strong and they are emotional. Okay, so it's, it's almost like if you were, if you had a lover and you actually dealt with the lover as the, oh my God, you're such a sweetheart, I love you and I care for you. And if you treated the lover otherwise, 
treated him not like showing good, respect or love or yet. consideration. You think the lover is going to be hanging around? No, I don't think so. He wouldn't want to stay around you at all. So now Absolutely. it's the same thing. So the relationship part is if you are going to be funny with money, it's going to be <laughs> funny, funny money, funny money. It's going to be funny with you. So can you talk to that? Please? All right. So uh, in all these years that I've been doing uh, financial planning, financial counseling, fact finds, whatever, uh, what I've come across is uh, very simple. People make excuses now. This all stems back to the money messages that they received when they were growing up. So the very common one is, if I take risks with my money, I will lose everything. Or money is too complicated for me to understand. So when I ask people, what do you exactly do you mean by complicated to understand? You, you, you buy things all the time, right? You spend money, you, you earn money, uh, and uh, whatever else you do with money. So why is it so complicated? And it stems from math anxiety. Now, this is more common towards women than men because generally women tend to, I don't know why, uh, tend to have a challenge when it comes to math. So when people say this, oh, you know, I don't like percentages and I don't like ratios and I don't understand this, it's, it's just too much for me. And I tell them very simply this. If you can go to the shopping mall, and you stand in a store where they're having a sale, and uh, you know how much money you have in your handbag, and uh, it says 45% off or 50% off, you can very, very quickly calculate the price of that product. If it's 45% off, 70% off, or whatever, just like that. And you know exactly how much money you have, how much money you can budget to buy A, B, C, D based on the discounted price. Now, in that very moment, you have done different math calculations without a calculator. Okay, so now, this is the part that I, I'd like to talk about. Is like, so if something is something that you desire will inspire you exactly. to be in the moment to shift and create whatever information you require to be able to buy what it is that you desire. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Now that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So the question over here is when you want to be financially fit and independent, what is it that stops us? Is the lack of inspiration. Is that Correct. what it is? Yes. Cool. So now, next question, Sandy. How does one inspire themselves to truly become financially independent. Maybe you'd like to talk to that. Exactly. And the first thing is you need to first value and respect yourself. You need to understand very clearly and accept that you are deserving of finances, of money to buy things for you, to enjoy, to fulfill your dreams, to fulfill your desires, to fulfill your goals. So just like you may have a goal to, for example, go on a vacation or uh, acquire something or get a degree, all these things require one thing, money. Right. So then when you put a purpose to that and when you have a goal to that, then it becomes easier for you to get to that place because then you know how you would like to experience that. 
And to experience that, what do you need? Money. That was totally for me to be able to aspire to have a whole lot of money, which I don't have, okay? If I didn't have it, and I was aspiring to have it, and I've put a goal, and if I'm not able to reach my goal, then I'm going to feel totally dejected, and I'm going to judge myself about the lack of something that does not allow me to reach what it is that my goal is. So my purpose may be there, my goal may be there, but financial independence or freedom is not there. How do I overcome that, Sandy? Okay, so let's say that uh, you have a goal, and as you said, you don't have the money. So many people will say, well, uh, stop uh, dreaming and uh, stop aspiring too high. Uh, be more practical. And that, uh, excuse me, is a load of crap. Right? You have every right to dream and aspire for something, even if it, it seems out of your reach. Mm -hmm. Right? And everything starts with small steps. So the first things we need to do when you are looking at, okay, I want to achieve this, I want to buy this, I want to acquire that, or whatever it is, then we work backwards from that. So when you're talking about working backwards, I think people have misunderstood the fact of having a goal. People have misunderstood what purpose is. And to have a goal and to be able to aspire to have something, many people have never ever learned that they have to stop in their tracks and now backtrack. So to be able to move forward with what it is that you truly aspire and are now going to get inspired to actually re receive and achieve, one has to look at what are the steps that we've got to take. So would you please enlighten us in your expert opinion as to what would be the steps that one can take immediately to become financially free and independent? Because I think that's that there is where Everyone is stuck because we look at the goal. We go, my God, I want a million dollars. But gee whiz, I can't have a million dollars. How the hell is it going to happen? So the mental stories keep coming into play. So I'd like you to help us and our audience to, to really break it down in a simplistic manner so that people will get it and can start with it immediately. Okay, so the first thing that we need to do is become really honest with ourselves. This is all about us and ourselves. It's not with anybody else. So the first thing we need to do is identify our excuses for not achieving our goal, right? So the first thing is money is too complicated for me to understand. So I would like to have this and I want to do this and I'm dreaming about this, but she says, you know, this money thing is just too complicated. I can't do it. And that stems from, you know, all those messages that come in as you were a child. And the other thing is, if I take risks with my money, I'll lose everything. So I've got this money in the bank. But you know what? I'm so happy that uh, if there's a financial crisis, I'll still have that amount. So even if I require that money to grow for the future so it can, I can achieve what I want to achieve, I'm too scared to take a risk, but what if something happens? Yeah, but 
what if something happened and the money value went down and it's in the bank? What happens then? Yes. <laughs> That's something so that... Even, so even, let's assume everything is going fine. There's no crises anywhere. And uh, five years down the line, we've been so diligent and we've been saving our money and it's in the bank. But gee, you know what? It can't buy us what we want. And why is that, you know? Because of a thing called inflation. So the cost of living. So if you've got a goal and this is 10 years from now and you are earning money and you're saving money, unless you invest it and it is getting a return higher than the rate of inflation, guess what? You will never ever reach your goal. So you got to take risks and yes, they have to be well informed. Able to look at it differently. So yeah, so please carry on, Sandy. Okay, so... Once we get that out of uh, the way, then what else are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to leave this responsibility to, say, a financial guru or a, a financial advisor or somebody who looks into all the markets? So are we going to take responsibility and be involved? Because when you use the excuse, I don't have enough time to manage this, and I, then you are becoming a passive player. And believe me, when it's your money, please do not be a passive player. You need to be actively involved. You need to be informed. Yeah, to add to that, I have to say that many, many years ago, when I had loads and loads and loads of money, I have to say that I was such a passive player. So I was taken for a, a nice, jolly ride with listening to every financial guru that was out there telling me what to do. And one thing that I did not do, like Sandy has mentioned, was to really get involved and educate myself on actually whatever it is that was required of me. Because coming back to if we have to go shopping and we have those amazing discounts, etc., Unless you don't have the desire to create money and financial freedom for yourself, guess what? It ain't happening. So, yes, Sandy. Uh, okay. So, uh, the other thing that I'd like people to now think about is what is their personality type when it comes to money? So, we have the spender. That, I think, is you. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So... This is the person who just enjoys spending money. It just gives them a lot of pleasure. So it's basically hooked on immediate gratification. I like something, I have to buy it. I like it, I must have it. You know, that kind of thing. So so that, that it, you can be impulsive sometimes and it could be fun, but you don't make it a habit. Now, everyone who's listening in there, I'm not the only one who's guilty of this. So please start owning up so that you can actually change it. And then you have the planner, okay? So this one is a little more disciplined than the spender, <laughs> all right? And uh, uh, is in control of their life and knows how much they need and how much they should save. But they sometimes become too analytical. And, yes, and then they become what I call, they get what I call as paralysis by analysis because there's so much planning and so much... Uh, work and spreadsheets and Excel and whatever else going in, they, they, they sort of uh, paralyze themselves and don't move forward. Now, coming back to the current situation that we're in, 
Let me ask you, how much of planning is actually working for you? Not a, lot, a whole lot. So I think we all have to start off from scratch. So here's the conversation about scratching, not your head, <laughs> but scratching and crapping everything that you've actually put as a plan and get back to brass tacks with simplicity, as Sandy is suggesting. Absolutely. And uh, there's another class of people, they're called avoiders. <laughs> okay. So it's, they refuse to think about anything, about saving, about the future. It's like somebody else will take care of it for me. This is not the time to do it. So they psych themselves into avoiding all issues related to money or how they can be financially secure or independent. So those are the various types of people that we have. Okay, Sandy, just to uh, reiterate that, you said how many kinds of people are there? So we have the spender, we have the planner, and the avoider. And the avoider. Okay, cool. Okay. What next? So now when, uh, when we're talking about the word spend, mm -hmm. so if we look it up in the dictionary, it is to use up, right? <laughs> so when we spend money, we are using it. <laughs> you don't make me laugh, Jennifer. This is a serious conversation. We are using it up, and that's fine. But how are you going to replace it? That's the question. So before you use it up, think carefully why you need to use it up. Is it, is it worthwhile using it up? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Okay, so now uh, when we talked about people not knowing too much and they, they're risk averse and it's like, you know, whatever it is, I need to keep my money in the bank. That's a safe place. It's stable. Everything is okay. If there's a crisis tomorrow, I'll still have that money and that's a good thing. So that is meant for your emergency funds only, not for your future uh, requirements, be it retirement, be it vacations, be it buying a house, whatever it is you want, right? So now, I want to focus on something that is like the elephant in the room, okay? It's called the silent thief. It's present all the time, mm -hmm. and it, it invades our life every single day. What is that? It's called inflation. Oh. Yes, it's there all the time, and people don't think about it. And uh, if, uh, this lockdown that we've had has actually brought this very much into focus because for the first time, we've had to be a little careful in how we are spending our money. And we are actually looking at the prices of things. And then we, can, we are realizing that if we had made a choice in buying X instead of Y and B instead of A, we could have made a difference in our budget. But we never thought about it because we liked a particular brand and we just bought it. We never checked to see whether the price had actually gone up. So we need to be a little savvy when it comes to inflation because inflation is not going away. Trust me. And it's only going to get bigger and more complicated as we move forward in life. So inflation is something, if you can beat inflation, you have got an excellent chance of achieving your goal. Next is, how do I make myself financially secure? Okay. And I've said this a million times. It's called pay yourself first. 
I don't know why it's so difficult. It's the most simple thing in the world, but people just don't do it. Yeah, I've actually learned to do that. And it's really, really cool because it's got an energetic component to it. And I learned this from amazing people who got me to be aware, consciously aware about money. And it was about if you can pay yourself 10%, then what is happening is that you are acknowledging the fact that you have money. Okay. And when you have money, the funny thing is the universe says, ah, so you really like money, honey. Here's some more. So one has to be consciously aware that one has to truly pay ourselves first. And if you have a business, please take out 10% of the amount that you earn of your invoice and keep it in a separate account and do not touch it. Yes, as I've said before, this is do not touch money. Okay. You yeah. know, this is for the future you. And if you're, it, it, that's only, of course, if you value yourself. Mm-hmm. And most people, unfortunately, do not value themselves. So, pay yourself first, right? And the other thing that I would always say, and I said. In the beginning that I'm talking really basics here, is clear up debt. Whether it's a personal loan, car loan, home loan, whatever loan it is, and most important, credit card. Because when you have debt, you're paying interest, right? So that's more money, you're paying more money for less money. Any interest you pay is money that you cannot spend on yourself. And... On the other hand, if you look at interest, let interest work for you. As in compounded interest and you have fixed deposits and how that rolling deposits can go bigger and bigger and bigger and you get interest on interest. So these are very simple things that you don't need to be a finance graduate in order to do. The most simple household person can do this. What if we were to put our 10% Okay, when it became a substantial amount of money, we put it and we started receiving a whole lot of interest on it. Would that be a viable proposition at this moment? In the short term, yes. But you must remember that uh, when you are talking about interest, you are generally talking about putting your money in a bank, in a savings account and then in a interest-bearing account and then maybe in a fixed deposit and a rolling deposit and whatever. But here is what most people don't realize. A bank is not there to make your money grow. Remember that? A bank is there to take your money and make it grow for them. That is the purpose of the bank because all the fixed deposits that we put in are then lent to other people at a higher rate of interest and the bank makes profits like that. Banking is an important institution for businesses and for individuals, but we must think beyond bank accounts if we are to secure our financial future. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay, so so what choices do we have to become financially free? Okay, so as I talked in the beginning, we were talking about goals, financial goals. So let's look at the financial goals which are common to most of us. And the first and most important thing is family, welfare, and security. 
So when I say family, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are a married person with children. It could be you're a single person, but you have a mom and a dad, and uh, you have siblings, and you could be financially uh, supporting them in some way. Family welfare and security is the number one priority. Then it comes retirement. Why do I talk about retirement when, for example, there could be very young people listening to this podcast and saying, well, retirement is like 20 years away. What the hell are we talking about retirement? Well, very simply, if you don't start planning for retirement when you have the capacity to earn and generate income, you will not have enough money because as you grow older, the opportunities of uh, getting more money, of earning more money, of creating more opportunities to earn money could be reduced. And you don't want to be in that situation. And a lot of people say to me, you know, when you're in retirement, you slow down. Hello? What do you mean by slow down? That is the time when I think I'm going to be absolutely free to travel, to enjoy myself, to indulge in the things I couldn't do because when I was working, I didn't have the time. And the more important thing is, as one grows older, you may not be buying new clothes and indulging yourself in in other kind of accessories, but where does your money get spent? Mostly on your health. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a huge amount of money. So unless you have really pots and pots of money, you are not going to be able to enjoy good quality health care. And if you cannot enjoy good quality health care, the quality of your life is going to suffer. And you, instead of being a happy, contented, wonderful individual, will end up a sick and unhappy and sad person. That doesn't sound very promising. And so I would like to ask now, Sandy, I believe you're going to be starting something called the FIT platform. And and I'd like you to to share with our audience what exactly is the FIT platform. Okay. Now, this is my new pet project, and I'm so excited about it. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be able to share with our listeners what FIT is all about. Obviously, I have to talk about financial. So being financially FIT. And then being emotionally fit. And then being fit in body. So when all these three things are in alignment, we are going to have the most amazingly wonderful life because everything's in balance. And when everything's in balance, we can just move forward. So it's going to be an interesting, not so politically correct show because I don't want... Uh, you know, like, oh, let's have all the niceties, let's brush everything which is controversial under the carpet. No, this is a place, a platform where we are going to be open in our discussion. We're going to be talking about things that people would love to hear, but they don't have the guts to talk about. And so I would love everybody to be able to come in and join me and listen to me, contribute, come on the show perhaps, share your views with with me because that's what I'm looking for. Okay, cool. So I see that it's to be financially fit, to be emotionally fit, to be with 
um, and in your body and also to be with a mindset to choose to be fit in the first place. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, and the underlying messages that we have that are going to inhibit our fitness is what it is you have very, very graciously decided to share with the world, which is really cool. And I'm quite excited because I insist on trying to come in and actually contribute to you on that. No choice because you're going to be looking after the emotional fitness. The emotional and the and the mind fitness. Yes, so yes. to get out of the mindset that you have set that is upsetting what it is that you can choose to create. It's going to be a transformation. Totally. So the F I T. So it's financial, it's fitness, it's independence, and it's transformation. Exactly. All of that stemming from Everything got to do with your emotional health, your physical health, your financial health, and also the health of your mind. Where's your mind going and, and what's it actually doing? So it all starts with the mind, actually. Yeah, and the trigger of everything starting off in the mind is about where your emotions actually started off. So not very many people actually like to talk about the emotional side because they think, you know, it's got no big deal. Yeah. So people, I've experienced many people just talking about mind and mind and mind. But for it to get into the mind, there's the emotion that goes with it. And the way I look at it is energy in motion Correct. is emotion. And when we can look at what what is actually triggering the emotion and curtail it is when the mind will shift to create what it is that we always knew was possible, but are limiting ourselves by the fear that we have picked up from everyone else's point of view. Precisely. And I think it, a lot comes from what will other people say? Uh, am I being uh, what other people would like me to be? Am I uh, meeting up there with their expectations? And when we look at the external all the time wanting to get some kind of confirmation, some kind of uh, acceptance from others, that's when we become miserable. So I love the fact that you have chosen for it to be not so politically correct because when I talk, it's usually <laughs> in the face. And people have to shift and change. And it's not about, you know, pussyfooting around anymore. Exactly. The time is gone for that, I think. And I am so excited myself that you have chosen for me to be part of your platform. And thank you very much for that. But I have a question to ask. Further. Okay. And the question is, if I was a novice and I did not know anything about finance and how to protect myself and how to become financially savvy and independent. Where do you think I should start? Okay. As a totally, as for example, if I was teaching this to a ten-year-old, what would the ten-year-old get? Because we don't teach this stuff in school, you see. Exactly. And that's what it is that I'd like to be able to reach out and actually talk to people about it and and, and invite them to your talks. Yeah, so under the financially fit part, I'm going to be doing uh, a series of mo modules actually on financial literacy. 
And financial literacy, as you said, the 10-year-old or the 15-year-old will also be able to understand because I'm going to, what they would say, dumb it down and break it up into very simple things. So that way, uh, people will understand. And I intend to make this as enjoyable as possible because when you're enjoying something and you're laughing about something, trust me, it will always stay in your mind. The modules are going to be very practical, something that, uh, as you said, a very young person could also participate in, or for that matter, a very mature person who's never done anything about personal finance can also participate in it because it's all about bringing knowledge to people in a manner which is fun to learn and fun to remember. Brilliant idea to actually bring that uh, to the public because Every time that I look at finance and the, the way that finance has been taught, it is about projections and expectations and assumptions and profit and loss. And not that that is not important, but for people who are talking, we're talking to people who are individuals and how to bring that to them, I think would be a brilliant idea on what it is that you're planning to do. And I think... We, it's not only for the young ones, as you mentioned. It is for anyone who is willing and brave enough to start from scratch. Exactly. Today is the day you start. Yeah, because there's never you're never too old or too young to learn, to earn, to be wealthy, to be rich, to be financially secure and financially independent. Yep. And I think what I'd like to say... Uh, as we're coming to the end of the podcast, is if we look at the three S's and if we start with it today, the first one, whatever money you have, is you first save. Then you share and then you spend. Absolutely in that order. So first is save, then is share, then is spent. So when I talk about sharing, it could be even if it is, uh, if you're in the UAE, obviously we are talking in dirhams, uh, whatever the currency you have in, even if you put a small amount, maybe just a coin or just one note in something where you're sharing towards maybe a community service project or whatever, it has a wonderful feeling. And the energy that comes from that and the vibes that come from that are so powerful and so positive that you'll be surprised how much more money comes your way? It's actually you telling the universe, I have money. And when you have money, the universe will always contribute to more money showing up. And if it's for a worthy cause, the universe contributes even more because you're coming from the energy of having money, gifting money, and willing to receive money. And all three go hand in hand, which is really cool. So having said that, I hope this podcast has been with a whole lot of information. Maybe you'd like to download it and actually listen to Sandy and what she advises people to do. And look forward to the FIT platform. I'm quite excited about that, Sandy. And also, please be aware that Sandy is going to start this amazing modules, modular learning for financial planning, for financial freedom and financial independence. 
and she's going to make it fun. Quite honestly, if you're not having fun, then you haven't won nothing. Absolutely, my dear. <laughs> I'm rest assured it will be fun. So there we go. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I hope this has been something of value to you. And as Sandy says, please start valuing yourself because unless you don't value you, guess what? The universe can't contribute to you. And having said that, be good, get financially literate, start with reading. What else? Oh, I'd like to say one thing, maybe slightly away from this, because this is a podcast. And the next time that we do something like this, I'd like to do it as a webinar. And why do I want to do it as a webinar? Because, you know, I'm a queen, right? <laughs> so by the time everybody listens to this podcast and the other ones that you do, they're all going to be so empowered. And uh, at least the women are all going to be queens. And so when we do the webinar, the dress code will be a crown on your head. <laughs> I do like I? That. Yeah. I that's, like that. that's the way it's going to be. And I'm going to invite the guys to, yes. you're the kings. So the so crown sure has to be there. The crown goes across the female and the male. So thank you very much, Sandy, for coming in today. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And uh, we're so looking forward to participating and engaging with you to learn much more. And thank God it's going to be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And hear all the money wives going to you, going to you, going to you. Just say money come, money come. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. Stay safe and be prosperous.